0: Wake up, culture. Wake up, everybody. Think they so woke, but they following the rules of what woke supposed to be. They were fighting for us to have the right to our opinion, not the right to vote for whoever the white liberals said black people are supposed to vote for. You get what I'm saying? Then James Corden went in and said, "Well, this president, you're Christian, and this president, I don't see anything Christian about him." I said, "Okay, so last year y'all tried to tell me." Who I'm supposed to vote for because I'm black? Now this year, white liberals trying to tell me who I'm supposed to vote for because I'm Christian. That would be like I live in Calabasas, so everyone in my car's got to be a convertible, huh? Right. It's just all based on y'all vision of what I'm supposed to do. We are in a country where we allowed to like whatever we like. Seven years in, six years in, to the Obama administration. When I was sitting at the, at the Met balls, when I was sitting in front of white people and they thought. I, th- I wouldn't thought you would like Trump because of the racism, so you mean to tell me I make every decision based off my color? The most racist thing a person could tell me is that I'm supposed to choose something based on my race. God is showing that you can have your own thoughts, bro. I've been canceled before there was canceled culture. Who told you that? my career would be over. The same people that are telling you that you can't have a right to say who you will vote for, those people will be soon to take Jesus out to school. I have turned my back on the idea of victimization mentality. We brainwashed out here, bro. Come on, man. This is a free man talking.
1: What is up, everyone? Welcome to the What's Hot podcast. This is episode four featuring my friend Dylan. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Um. So Dylan and I, I didn't originally go to Frewsburg until second grade, Um. but we both had Mrs. Morgan, and yeah, we just kind of hit it off from there, and that's how our whole friend group kind of formed, pretty much right there in that classroom. And uh, yeah, so we've been friends for over 10 years now. Um, Dylan is a huge Kanye West fan. And he is a member of the legendary Pizza Sauce USA. So, everybody, welcome Dylan to the show. So, canceled culture. There's so many people, influential people in this. World that they have an influence on people, and then they start to believe something differently or go against the norm, and all of a sudden, society just completely cancels them. They don't want their opinion, they don't want anything that they've said, they just cancel them. And uh, Kanye West is a good example of this. So Dylan, knowing that you're a huge Kanye West fan, um, can you think of a few different examples of when he he was canceled? Because he's been canceled many times throughout his uh, career just because he's so like a revolutionary idea thinker, creat- creative-ness person. Yes.
2: <clears throat> so... Yeah, I guess probably most relevant to what we're talking about would be when he started supporting President Trump and people came out and pretty much said that he shouldn't be doing that, that Trump doesn't stand for what a black man like Kanye West should stand for, and pretty much they they kind of thought that Kanye should be supporting like, you know, the Democrats. So like what Kanye was saying in that little introduction snippet, um, most celebrities today are pretty left when it comes to politics. But you ain't it, got but- the answer, sway and Kanye was pretty much trying to say that you shouldn't be forced into any sort of opinion. You ain't I mean, got the answer and he kind of felt that with when he came out and supported Trump and again when he became Christian and started following Jesus.
1: Yeah, a lot of celebrities and really just, like, the world, a bunch of worldly people just really criticized him. But Kanye's main point was, well, Kanye's always been different. Kanye has always gone against the flow. He's always been an innovator in his music, and even they told him that he could only make beats. And then he comes out and drops the college dropout, and it becomes the number one selling album. And he, he proved everyone wrong that he could be a rapper.
0: You ain't got the answers.
1: And then he's always been interested in fashion. And they told him, nah, just stick to rapping. Like, stick to what you're good at. And he's now owns Yeezy, which is worth over $3 billion today. But you dude, ain't got but- the answers, Sway. And so Kanye's always been like an out-of-the-box type of guy. And going against what culture and what other people have like tried to mold him into, and tr- just trying to like define parameters that he has to stay within, and and he's never really liked that. So with that being said, you know I don't really know if he necessarily agrees with Trump on everything. I don't think anybody does. He might just like Trump just to make people upset. Honestly, knowing Kanye, that's a very real possibility. Dylan, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um yeah, that definitely could be a possibility, but I think I think a, the main reason he's trying he is showing support for Trump is to show that you don't have to follow the flow. You can like to pretty much continue what he's done with music and in fashion. He's always trying to push the boundaries and change everything. He's sh- he's saying like hey, you can be black and support a Republican. It's not a bad thing. It's just based on your ideals and your
1: opinions. Yeah, and, you know, to be fair, liberals and Democrats have been trying to push an opinion on people that, that, like, Republicans are racist, and, you know, regardless of your thoughts on Donald Trump, that doesn't mean that every Republican is a racist, and whether he's done questionable things in the past, that doesn't mean that people can't change. And I think Kanye realizes that because he's changed from his past as well. So I I guess in my thoughts, just thinking, using stereotypes to kind of develop ideas about everyone um, can really put us in some tricky situations because, you know, saying that all cops are bad because of just a few cops that have done wrong things doesn't mean that all cops are bad, just because some teachers have inappropriate relations with students that doesn't make all teachers bad what's another example Dylan?
2: um i guess you can sort of say that with what's been going on right now in the world with uh all these protests just because a few people are rioting, doesn't mean the protesters themselves have bad motives they're they're trying to fight for something they believe in and it's these rioters who are giving a a bad image just like how most cops have good intentions but there's those few out there that get you know, some video put out of them doing something horrible and it gives everybody a bad image.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. And, uh, you know, especially with, like, Biden, him saying, like, well, if you're voting for Trump, you ain't black. It's like, that's exactly what Kanye's trying to say is, like, yes, I am black and no, I don't have to vote for you. And, um, you know, Kanye's is taking a lot of backlash about that. Um, even Kim Kardashian is somewhat kind of, uh, fought against that on her own social media. If you follow her at all, um, she doesn't directly say like Kanye, but she doesn't, I, it would surprise me if she supported, um, president Trump as well as Kanye, but Kanye is not the first one to be canceled. Um, Jesus was also canceled. I think a lot of people, disliked Jesus and even hated him because they were jealous because he was perfect and they were not. And he also exposed them. Um, but he had the power to do that because he was perfect. So when the Pharisees, um, brought a woman in that was called okay. When the Pharisees brought in a woman that was caught in adultery, they made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. You say in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They are using this question as a trap in order to have basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write in the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first one to throw stone at her. And he stooped down and wrote on the ground again. So this is from John 8. And so this, this, story this parable in the bible it shows just how savage jesus was they're like jesus shouldn't we stone this woman and he's just drawing in the dirt with his fingers and he's like not even caring and they keep asking him and they keep asking him and he finally stands up looks at them and says he who has not sinned throw the first stone and then he just goes back to drawing in the sand with his finger again and it's like i don't know if that's not a roast in the olden days, I don't, I don't really know what is, but he's, he's pretty much saying no one sin is greater than another. And so then we read in Luke 20 that the scribes and the chief priests sought to have Jesus arrested. And in John five, we're told that they wanted to kill Jesus. And then in chapters eight and 10, um, they later tried to stone him. Um, and eventually they killed him and Pontius Pilate was, he had an actual criminal, and he had jesus and he said told the people to cheer for whichever person they wanted to uh to die and the the Romans they cheered louder well, I think oh, what's exactly? they cheered louder for Jesus, who was the one person that, that's ever walked to this earth who's never done anything wrong, and they let a criminal go and be free um i think that just shows our jealousy and dislike of those who go against culture and and uh what the world thinks that we're supposed to think
2: yeah i I think that shows that it's a good idea for people to keep an open mind in today's world you know you've got people pretty much shut themselves in these echo chambers, whether it's like with their friends that they make or on social media, where they just hear these same opinions, just bouncing around. Everybody's always agreeing with them and they start to act like really harsh towards those who think differently. And
1: Yeah. If you follow me on social media, you'll see, I posted something earlier this week that says, uh, that said, Stop telling people that disagree with you to unfollow you because I feel like we do that too much in this day and age and we just like we only follow people who we think is like relevant and who agree with us and our our opinions and when we do that we don't see the other side you know I would say you know 90% of the time the other side has a valid argument to why they believe what they believe and when we only follow um people who have our same opinions and ideals we ne- we never one see the other side so if we're wrong then maybe you know we we'll, we won't know that cuz we don't even see the other side to our opinion and two other people will never be able to educate themselves that they might be wrong on something as well. And so when, obviously, you know, the more knowledge you have is, is key in decision making. And you can't just make a decision off of like one factor, you have to th- combine a bunch of different thought processes, a bunch of different experiences into coming up with one big opinion, <clears throat> and getting all the facts and, and just all types of and sorts of different perspectives from different people
2: yeah and i think that the fact that most people seem to either side with the republicans on every issue or other people seem to side with the democrats on every single issue is really evident of that shows that maybe if you're a democrat you're only looking at the democratic side of things and every single opinion you have on every topic happens to align with every other democrat out there and the same thing with republicans you don't see many people with Maybe they're in the middle, you know, they have some views on this side and some on the other. I think that's kind of a result of people being in these echo chambers.
1: Yeah, and I think people cancel people because they expose them. Um, you know, when you go against the, the flow, you know, Kanye's exposing, like, the Democrats right now, and he's saying, hey don't tell me who to vote for because I'm black. Stop telling black people who to vote for and stop telling them that they aren't black if they don't vote Democrat and all these other things because you can have your own opinion. And uh, when you go against the flow, the world just doesn't like that. And, you know, that's why a lot of people hate Trump, because he does a lot of things that are kind of out of the ordinary and isn't technically politically correct. And he talks on Twitter and he bashes people who he kind of disagrees with. And I think that's kind of actually what resonated with people was that he wasn't actually a politician and he just spoke his mind whether people agreed with it or not. I think people that were kind of in the middle on who to vote for, whether it was Hillary or Trump, they just liked that Trump, whether they necessarily agreed with him or not, that he at least, for the lack of a better term, had the balls to say it. (laughs) And I, you know, I, I think ultimately truth really resonates with people. Um, but some people are blinded to the truth or they just don't want to believe it or listen to it. And so they'll deny it at all costs, just like a lot of people do today. And so that kind of brings us to where we're at, like right now, where I think 99% of Americans and people around the world Will agree with me that racism is wrong. But it now all of a sudden, if you say that cops are good and that they protect our communities more than they hurt them, you'd be called a racist. And that's that's part of cancel culture, and that's exactly what um the mob wants you to think. That's exactly what the world wants you to think. And so it's like when Drew Brees earlier this week said, Hey, I'll never agree with someone kneeling for the national anthem uh he got so much hate he had to apologize for that like three or four times and it's like he shouldn't have to apologize for that that's his own opinion and he was he's not saying that he's racist or against you know black people in any way he's saying just because i think that we need to think of creative solutions to end racism and to for more equality doesn't mean that we need to, in his opinion, disrespect the flag and the national anthem. Um, but many people, many athletes, his own teammates even will be quick to judge him and say that he's against black people and all these other things. I mean, you can read countless comments from multiple NFL players and, and really just African-American citizens in the comments. Um, and they, they literally forced him into making not just one, not just two, but at least three separate apologies. And he even, Donald Trump tweeted to Drew Brees on Friday night and said like, don't be ashamed, Drew. Like, you know, I think that kneeling for the national flag, national anthem is uh, disrespectful as well. And Drew Brees even went as far as to almost, you know, stating a fourth apology and saying, like, no, like, President Trump, you're wrong. Like, the black community, you know, means no disrespect to the flag, but they want to have their voice heard. And... It's like, that's not his true view. That's That wasn't his view three days ago. And yes, it can change, I guess, but it just seems like he's fighting so hard to just get people's acceptance back. Yeah, so I guess the big picture here is that if you're going against culture and the people that you love and care for and the people that love and care for you are on board and like agreeing with your decision and respect your opinion yet the world is telling you that you need to believe different, that you need to act different, do all these different things to be accepted in culture, that you're probably doing the right thing. Um, I mean, like I just said, Jesus was the one perfect human to ever walk this earth, and he was part of cancel culture. And um, the Bible actually says, just to close us out, in John 15, verses 18 through twenty five This is Jesus uh, speaking. He said If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world it would have it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is no greater than its master. If they persecuted me they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse of but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen and yet they have both hated me and my father but this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. And so I think that says all that you need to say about canceled culture, that if you're going against the world and you the people that you care for and the people that care for you um, think you're doing the right thing, um, you're probably doing the right thing. So to transition off of that, um, I want to talk a little bit um to Dylan about our friendship and pizza sauce and just tell you guys some funny stories that we have from throughout the years. Um so like I said, I met Dylan and I think the whole pizza sauce crew was Except for Aaron. Yeah, other than Aaron, um Quinn, Nolan, Dylan, and I all had Mrs. Morgan as a second grade teacher. Um and that they were all kind of friends before that, even back in kindergarten. Is when they all met and then I transferred to Freuzburg in second grade. And um yeah, we've kind of been friends best friends all throughout that. Dylan, what is your funniest memory of me? Oh boy. <laughs> that's for, that's that's a pretty hard question to answer because
2: I feel like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to roast me.
2: Okay. Well, uh Maybe one of the funniest would be back in uh spring of 2018, Dan, you kind of thought you, you kind of bought into this conspiracy theory. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, not exactly sure what was going on, but Dan thought that on April 18th, 2018, that something was I don't even know what he thought was
1: going to happen what, what What did you think was going to happen Dan yeah. I mean I didn't even really know what was happening I just I knew something was going to happen
2: yeah so pretty much Dan fell for this el- huge elaborate prank that was going around on the internet I'm sure there were lots of people in on it and they all just like kept creating this fate this false evidence that something bad was going to happen to like the whole world on april 18th 2018 whether it was like some like deep state government type thing or like some some sort of big incident
1: so they never really said like what to look out for but like some of the theories i guess from other people trying to like protect themselves and debunk it like me um thought that it might be like a hydrogen bomb or something like that because um yeah, it like this was a really elaborate prank and I guess um hackers do these often. Um but this is from the uh Malaysia Airlines flight three seventy and it all started from a call that someone got and like it went through their call box and it just got a voicemail and someone posted it on Twitter and it was talking about, um, it was like the black box someone thought it was, which was really weird because like, how would that get out? Cause they still don't have that even to this day. And, um, yeah, so it all started from that. And from that, either it started from that or like that was just a random coincidence and like hackers and a bunch of like computer people like took it off from that and made it into something else. I don't know. But um, that was, like, the weirdest part of my life, probably, honestly, because I was so, like, infatuated in this. I remember I'd, like, be on Twitter all the time. Dan was in,
2: like, a huge Discord server with people from all around the world. I am convinced that more than half of them were probably adding to this prank and just like posting things making like these weird videos that people would watch to try and find clues and he'd be up on it all night long i remember he'd come to school exhausted he'd be like i just stayed up until 5 a.m trying to find more evidence with this guy from australia <laughs> or oh something God. like that and yeah. it went on for i I think it started in like basketball season maybe like february right and it continued for like two
1: months yeah we we had like exactly two months i think it was february 18th when the thing started but um yeah it was pretty crazy like like just to show you how elaborate it was they'd like post random videos with like sounds where if you like replayed the video like backwards it would like form sentences and like um they'd have like a bunch of uh what what's this stuff called? Like you tap it and Morse code. yeah, they'd have Morse code, but they'd do it with like lights, or like sometimes it would be actual tapping. It sound like someone tapping something with like long nails, like really creepy kind of stuff, like messed up looking stuff, like haunted house buildings and stuff like that. I like I was like, yeah, these people like mean, like they're gonna they're gonna do something bad, and so that that's what really got me into it. And then towards the end, like especially like two weeks leading up to it. That's when I just went like full off the walls like crazy because they would, instead of just posting YouTube videos on these random accounts, um, they would post live YouTube videos of like from hotel rooms and it'd like just be a light post like outside and the light post would flicker and people would do the Morse code of it. And it would me it would be like, beware something is like I don't, it'd say like something is coming for 18, -18 And like, like I remember, I think it was like three or four days before 418. Um, there was a message and there was, it was saying like, get Tylenol, get, um, like do not leave your house at all that day, stay in a dark place, stay in your basement. And that's why I thought it might be a hydrogen bomb. (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, I it was, it was stupid. Dan was back on it.
2: Dan was very distraught during this time. I remember he, he wasn't, he wanted to stay home that day, but he came to school and my mom,
1: I literally cried and I was like, mom, we need to stay home. And like, she wouldn't let, she wouldn't let me. And I was like, well, if you aren't going to like if you don't want to stay home, that's fine, but let me stay home, like, please, and she was like, no, and I was so upset, and I was, like, paranoid the whole day, and, like, the whole school was, like, making fun of me. Yeah. You were, like, n- so nerve-wracked that day, because <laughs> you, I
2: you were, like, oh, something's gonna happen, and, like, every hour, you'd be, like, oh, here it is, we're done, we're done for, yeah. You yeah didn't I not listen
1: to the directions. <laughs> I don't get like sh- shook very often. And <laughs> like I was shook like the whole entire day. Yeah. Um, but like, that was crazy. I remember there'd pe- be people like from a lot of the stuff happened, like Arizona, like the deserts and stuff like that, like out on the West coast. And there'd be people in my discord chat, like, yo, that's only like two hours away from me. Like, and like, I remember w- w- like specifically that video that went live and that um hotel someone was able to track down the IP address or something like that that was being used and they found out like the hotel and like where that was and then so they put that in the discord chat and someone was like yo I only live like 45 minutes away from there like me I'm trying to convince my buddy to go chase him down with me right now and they're like, okay, we're going. And they left. And I was like, scared for their lives. I was like, oh my gosh, like these people are going to die. We're going to hear about it on the discord chat. Like they're going to be like, yeah, we're being detained or something. I, I don't know. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was, um,
2: it was an interesting time.
1: Yeah. Um, what, what would you say was the time when like we as a group had the most fun Oh, boy. We've done a lot of fun things throughout the years, yeah. but... I think, I think... It's it's hard to pinpoint one time. I think...
2: You know, I think the 5OS can just get together in any setting and really just make fun out of pretty much anything. I mean, we had tons That's of... That's pretty much of, what we do. We had tons <laughs> of fun throughout high school, just doing whatever, and sports, and... But I'd say the best time would be the entirety of the summer of 2019. Really just that whole year. But I think we... I don't know. We were just together a lot. We, like, pretty much every single day. Saucy summer. Saucy summer. summer. Whoop, whoop. Yep.
1: You want want to explain that one to him, (laughs) Dylan?
2: Yeah, so saucy summer. Pretty much, you know, we were all just coming right out of high school. And we had, what was it, like, two months before we all left for college. And we were all going to different colleges. So we just thought, what better way to spend the last few months before we all leave than to all stay single.
1: We we were all single at the time, except for kind of Quinn. Quinn was like half single. He was like in one of those complicated yeah. things.
2: We all took a vow to stay single all summer. We call it saucy summer. So we pretty much just focused on each other and we had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that summer in 2019 was a good time i think one of my favorite times honestly like it's probably a good thing that we kind of stopped doing it but it was, it was a great time when we did it was when we'd play manhunt oh in, uh, in the, in the field. field yeah and dylan you want to explain that game
2: so we had a four-wheeler and we'd have two people on it one person driving and one person on the back with a spotlight we'd play it In the middle of the night in my field, which has pretty tall grass. So the people on the four-wheeler, would, the one person on the back would shine their spotlight. And obviously the four-wheeler had headlights too. And they'd be searching for the other people who were somewhere else in the field, sneaking around. Not really trying to get out of the field, just pretty much avoiding the (laughs) four-wheeler. So we'd have two people on and like three people off hiding around. Usually they'd be in a group. But the thing is, is that when the people on the four-wheeler spotted the people on foot, what they would do is they turn all the lights off so the whole field was pitch black. And they just hit the accelerator, heading straight towards the people on foot. It was the biggest adrenaline rush ever because you're on foot, you could hear the four-wheeler, and you had to just jump out of the way. You had to like sprint in the opposite direction to make sure you didn't get hit.
1: It was it was honestly scary being the driver because you weren't sure if you were going to hit somebody sometimes. I mean, the goal was to technically hit people, but at the same time, you were kind of like, I don't really want to hit this person. I remember Nolan, whenever he would hide, even if we were coming directly at him, he would not like, because if you like get up and move, then you're pretty much like surrendering yourself and you're like, getting caught like you're acknowledging that you were found nolan would like not do that and he would literally just lay there and you'd run over him like i don't know why he'd just stay there but nolan's been ran over by so many things i yeah well i think the (laughs) the big time he
2: got ran over it was in the winter and aaron was driving a four-wheel and he was doing donuts and nolan was on an inner tube that was attached on the back and so Aaron's just driving around doing donuts and just doing other things. And the inner tube came undone. So Aaron just looked off to his side, and he just sees Nolan on the inner tube flying up in front of the four-wheeler and then right underneath it. Aaron just smoked Nolan, just ran him right over. Nolan was just laying in the field. <laughs> he was just laying
1: there. and. <laughs> oh, good time. Yeah, he, he was fine, though. I mean... All right. So um yeah, our senior year was honestly like pretty much a dream. Um it was really good. We got th- we were able to schedule a lot of classes together even though I'm pretty sure Dylan and I never had a class together like throughout high school. Yeah. Just cuz Dylan's so smart and like I'm not like completely dumb, but we just had different classes. Dylan's like extra smart. So he was like he could have been valedictorian if he tried. Um, <laughs> like actually, but, um, he would do his homework in the hallway before school. Um, but Dylan, if you had to redo any moment in high school, what would you redo? <sighs> any moment in high school. Oh boy. Really? the, uh,
2: You know, what I think is, you know, maybe there are some things I could have changed, but overall it worked out. And I'm pretty content with everything that happened. But if there was one thing that I, like, if I had to change something, I'd change uh, what I took senior year. I took an architecture class while Dan, Nolan, Quinn, and Aaron all took accounting. And they had a blast. I mean, I needed architecture. It was it was very helpful for me. But, like, accounting would have just been really fun. <laughs> it would have been a ball. But
1: accounting. accounting was such a joke. That was... Yeah. Mrs. Johnson hated us. I feel bad for her because like, yeah, we, yeah, we would take naps. Like it, it was a distance learning class. And so she was like through a webcam on the, on the other side, she wasn't at our school. And so like, she couldn't really tell if we were like sleeping or not, if we had our laptop up and like, we'd just, crack each other's backs we'd pull out each other's chairs from underneath each other like in the middle of class um nolan had a girlfriend from the other school and yeah that made things interesting we (laughs) we just uh, we always messed messed around with her and like that was a great time because no yeah we'll just we'll just leave it at that actually um <laughs> all right, and last question, Dylan do you have any advice for these uh seniors on how to like keep keep their friendships from high school through uh throughout college even you know when they all disperse around the country and, and do their own things?
2: I mean for us, we just kinda just we always just communicated with each other i mean we have our pizza sauce group chat and that's popping every single day. You know, we're always talking to each other. We call each other, keep up with what's going on, visit each other occasionally. And I mean, going off to college, it's, it's, it's a lot different when you don't see the people you're used to seeing every single day. But then when they came, when they come back on a break, it's like, we just picked off right, picked up right where we left off. It was like, Okay, I haven't seen you in three months, but we kinda just treated it like we were just together the day before. I don't know. And yeah.
1: Yeah, so Dylan, uh I know you got some exciting news about college. Uh what are, you got any uh big future plans you wanna announce?
2: Uh <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't know if they uh qualify as big future plans, but uh for anyone wondering what's going on in the life of Dylan. I am going to be attending the university at Buffalo this year yes, sir. for my sophomore year of college. And I will be pursuing a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and potentially a master's. I
1: finally uh, picked a major folks. Woohoo. Yeah. So I think that, uh, concludes episode four. Um, of the What's Hop podcast, uh cancel culture. Thanks, Dylan, for hopping on the show and talking about Kanye and cancel culture and uh and showing the listeners a little bit of uh inside access into the crazy world we call pizza sauce.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so if you want to hop on the podcast, you know, hit me up sometime because I'm starting to run out of ideas, things to talk about, I'm gonna cut that out too. Nah, just keep. okay we'll keep that keep this too. we'll keep that too <laughs> <laughs> okay Um. so now we're just gonna do the uh, outro closing prayer dear God thank you for this day thank you for this podcast and this platform to talk about things that need to be talked about that should be talked about and uh, to just motivate encourage and uplift people pray for everyone that's listening and their safety and health and that uh, you keep them protected and safe uh, Lord, I pray that people are confident in who they are and, and who you made them to be and that they don't give in to the worldly pressure and and views that the world imposes on them, but, but they listen to your purpose and views that you have for them. And that concludes episode four. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Stay hot.